When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes your predictions go all the way through. Sometimes they don't. But there's a lot of times when you're happy that you was wrong about certain things. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters, as you can see right there on your screen. If this is your first time watching, go ahead, hit the subscribe button, and thank you very much for tuning in. You, let me get, uh, before we get into today's show, let me throw the ticker up there so you know where you can find us, Instagram and Twitter at Wrestling Realm. Like us on Facebook. We got you covered over there. We also got a Facebook group. Let me know if you try to get in and can't. And of course, subscribe right here on YouTube. And if you're on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora Podcast, Google Podcast, go ahead, hit the subscribe button and leave a review five stars please speaking of five stars folks i told y'all that sasha and bailey would deliver i told y'all that this match could possibly be better than the one in brooklyn and guess what it was um we have a brand new wwe Raw Women's Champion, and her name is Sasha Banks. Sasha defeated Bayley in an epic Hell in a Cell match. And I'm going to watch that match again. Uh, I was going to watch it, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and record this show and then get it posted. But I'm going to watch it again. First of all, let's look at it from a storytelling aspect, would you? Sasha comes out there. She's in all white. All white gear. New gear is fresh. Takes me back to WrestleMania 25 when Shawn Michaels had the all white gear. Of course, he was ascending. Um, you know, he was coming down. And then Bailey comes out and she has on all black. And I was like, oh boy, good versus evil. And Bailey, you know, the Undertaker was all black and he was coming up from hell. But you look at this, Sasha was the boss. Now, we knew that these two ladies would deliver. Simply, they're best friends. They love wrestling just as much as you and I. They love the business. I figure, you know, I listened to them with Stone Cold Steve Austin a while ago. And they sat down and they looked at the match. And they saw, they, it was their match at TakeOver Brooklyn. And they was just talking about different things they could have did. And as I'm watching the match, if y'all remember, if you listen to this, you remember Bailey has said that she wanted to do something different. She felt, you know, the hugging and all that was kind of getting stale. She mentioned maybe she would cut her hair or something. 
And I'm going to watch the 24. I think they did a spotlight. I didn't watch it on hers yet, or WWE Chronicle. But I watched this match, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just enjoying and I'm taking it in. Now, it was something special at TakeOver Brooklyn. Like, we knew they were friends behind the scenes, but at that time, you know, the, the four horsewomen were, like, kind of, like, taking control of the brand and then moving up. Sasha had already went up to Raw, so it was really Bailey was next in line. Now, on camera, from my memory, my memory serves me correctly, they didn't have a friendship. You know, Bailey was trying to run around and hug people. I believe Sasha's friend, my best friend, was Charlotte Flair, though. But now, we get to 2020. Sasha and Bailey, they had their friendship. You remember Sasha introduced Bailey to the main roster. Then we go to... Uh, you know, move further down the line, they win the tag titles. You know, after they had the issue of, you know, they was, had friendship issues, but they won the tag titles. And then Sasha left. And Bailey, kind of left in limbo, wins money in the bank, becomes women's champion. And around this time, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe Bailey will do like cut a promo and say, you know, Sasha's fault or something like that. Well, Sasha comes back. And gets Bailey to turn heel. And these two go on an epic run. At, I mean, just best of friends. So when this happened, and we knew it would, you know, we saw the little subtle shots here and there. And of course, everybody thought Sasha would turn on Bailey. And I told y'all, I kept telling y'all, no, let's see heel Bailey. We've seen heel Sasha in this role. Let's see heel Bailey. And I will admit, I know I wanted to see this go to WrestleMania. I do think that this. If Sasha had been on the shelf for a little while, came back, won the Royal Rumble, they could have had a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. Boom, it would have been great. But I am more than satisfied with the results here. Uh, I, even if Bailey would have won, like, so when Sasha went up against Asuka, I had that, like, desire for her to win the championship. Like, man, I really want this. I really, you know, wasn't... I just wanted a good match, and I knew I was going to get that. And I was, uh, shout out to my friend Ashley Baker. We was watching. I was on the phone with her catching up, and then boom, this happens. I was like, we got a new champion. And it just gave me that super excitement. I gave a shout out to uh, one of my newfound wrestling buddies, King Chloe. Y'all know him on Instagram. Um, but, yeah, we finally got connected, and I saw his, you know, he got really excited. Now, everybody knows he's a Sasha fan, so congrats to him. Uh, shout out to Brit. Um, my sister, it's Brett Waters. Make sure y'all follow her. We we talked about this on her show. And one of the things I did say was I was nervous because we all know in wrestling memory, if the person goes up on a go home show, then usually they're doing the job. Usually they lose it. And God darn it, WWE proved me wrong. And guess what? I loved every bit of it. So where do we go from here? I do think that maybe we'll have a series of matches. I'm going to give a shout out to my boy Banks on this one, though. My boy Antonio Banks. He wanted to see Sasha win the, um, the, the title with the Elimination Chamber. And then Bailey brag about how she could never defend the title successfully. And said that would be a story. So I think with Banks' concern, I think we'll get that earlier. I think at Survivor Series or whatever they do in October. This is October. Yeah, Survivor Series. I think Sasha may have an issue and Bailey may say something like, well, you can't, you can't have a successful title reign. And we'll see her hold on.
But then again, we are getting set for the brand versus brand matches if they still do it that way. So then obviously you have Sasha, EO, and um, Asuka. That's another match. So it's a lot of options you can go here. I really do believe that we will not see Sasha drop the title right away. But I could be wrong because let's not forget Becky Lynch before she won the title um, at the uh, at WrestleMania, she had a title run before that. Remember, folks, she had a title run. So it is possible Sasha could lose the title and then have her run later. But I think you've stretched this out as far as possible. The emotions that went into the match. Like I said, the storytelling was amazing. And, you know, with Sasha doing the, the patented kick when she had Bailey in the um, ball, um, in the boss lock. Um, I mean the bank statement and when she kept doing the kick, right? That was taking you back to takeover. And that's what got Bailey to tap out inside. We're doing that with a chair. So it's so many dynamics. This is going to be great. I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you didn't, well, you know, you just don't like wrestling. You always appreciate a good story. Speaking of good stories. Oh my gosh. If they didn't go one level before, they went to another level now. And that is Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I mean, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Said all that to mess up, right? I quit match. Winner, if Roman wins, he's kicking Jay and Jimmy out. And of course, they did like they did. I mean, hell in a cell. They took it to the levels they could, and Roman was just beating him with no mercy. And to the point, the referee tried to say, come on, man, just let him. I'm about to call a match. And he said, no, only I could draw. He throws out the ref. And then all the officials come in there, which was kind of annoying because it is an quit match. That wasn't needed, in my opinion. However, when Jimmy got in there and... I heard somebody say this. Maybe it was in one of my group chats or maybe it was on a live where I was with uh, Britt Waters. Maybe. Uh, but I heard somebody say he going to do something to Jimmy to make to get him to say I quit. And sure enough. And I mean, that makes sense. You, Jay Uso loves his brother more than he loves himself in a sense because he was willing to take that punishment. But he loved his brother so much that he didn't want him to take the punishment. And the thing what I really enjoy about it was the fact that he did take it there. He wouldn't, um, but, the, you know, when they went during the match, you heard him constantly yelling, saying, you know, telling he love him, but telling him, like, just stay in your place. And this whole thing, that's how a family matchup should be. As we evolve in wrestling, right? Brett and Owen, they didn't need to do that. Theirs was, you know, they did it in the promos, but then they just went out there and tried to out-wrestle each other. Uh, the Hardy Boys, they did it their way. And Roman and Jay did it their way. And, and then just credit Roman Reigns, you know, ask him, so what has he become? You know, the tears, just to lure Jimmy in and make him, you know, put him in a chokehold to cause his brother to finally quit the match. So um, watch that match again. I mean, Hell in a Cell delivered. And I got to take you to our WWE Championship match. Folks, we got a brand new WWE Champion for the 14th time. 
the legend killer, the Viper, Randy Orton, defeats Drew McIntyre. Now, when they went on the cell, I know a lot of people thought, oh, boy, here we go. But come on now. We know Randy ain't jumping off no cell. Let's just be real. And neither was Drew. And then that moveset, they, they, we ain't getting no RKO. It's too dangerous. I don't even know how you... I mean, you can you can properly plan it, but no, nah, that wasn't happening. I mean, we see when Randy Orton RKO Daniel Bryan, when him and Batista did the RKO Batista bomb, and Daniel Bryan hit his back. I mean, uh, uh, Randy Orton hit his back on the camera. So, but, I mean, they just went there, man. And this, with him falling, and then really Drew just kind of like, you know, coughing up the blood, losing his breath, and still giving it all he could in the backslide. When that didn't work, that was a wrap. And and Randy hit that RKO out of nowhere. One, two, three. Once again, he's the champ. Now, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. And like I said, I bring back a Brit show the other day. She said, a lot of people ain't rocking with you with that. And I said, look, Randy wins. We can see Drew go to another level. Shout out to Drew McIntyre. I mean, an incredible, incredible WWE Championship ring. I know a lot of our fears was I heard some reports. I'm hoping they were false that Brock Lesnar was coming back. So I was like, oh boy, here we go again. But no, no, we don't need that. Definitely don't need that. But what I did like was the fact that Randy Orton won the championship. Now I want to see what happens tonight on Raw. Where does Drew McIntyre go from here? Because I believe he's going to another level, folks. He's going to go to another level, and he's going to be ready to take out Randy Orton and gain his title back. And then guess what? Even if he wanted the night on Raw, I wouldn't be upset. I don't think it's going to happen that soon. Probably won't happen. I mean, the Survivor Series is known for the WWE Championship changing hands. Even though I don't think that's going to happen with him. But this is definitely a way to see. You have a couple of new faces on Raw, a couple of new heels. So Drew could get the title back. And like I said before, work with an AJ Styles or somebody. Time will tell. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But then, you know, shout out. I'll just mention this. Hurt Business, getting a win over one of them people from Retribution. Um, Elias getting a win over Jeff Hardy. I think that was via disqualification. But we got to close with this. We have a new money in a bank briefcase holder. Yes. Uh, the Miz. Now, you know, JBL was a full-fledged heel during Lauren Otis. And he got what he wanted. Because let's be real. JBL, would, as much as he hated The Miz before, would rather see The Miz holding a briefcase than Otis. But, you know, the for... Otis to lose the briefcase. I know there are a lot of people who are excited and happy because they just couldn't see him in that light. He got the briefcase because we was in the middle of a pandemic and it was so much going on. So much going on. And check out previous shows where you can, you know, the SummerSlam show, you can hear the real Dwayne Allen really break it down. But 
And I look at it. I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's see where he goes from here. I like the Miz holding a briefcase. I wanted this a while ago. I mean, Miz is somebody that said he wants to main event another WrestleMania. He believes that nobody believes in him. But he is WWE champion material. And now I got to give a huge shout out to my boy Two Champs from the Big Gold Belt podcast. He brought up the fact that he didn't think The Miz would go to SmackDown because of his show and that being on Fox. This was last year before the draft. He says, no way they're going to be promoting that show. Well, he he went, but now he's on USA. And now he's has the briefcase. To me, it's only a matter of time. I mean, that could happen tonight, too. It's a matter of time before he's WWE champion. He even said, like, to the Universal Champion, to the WWE Champion, you better be ready because I'm coming. You won't know it. And he's finally got his swagger back. It took a while. He may... I got to look. He might be like Kane as far as a great distance between championship reigns and what i mean is your first championship not the rock having the title in 02 losing it well i should say losing the title in 02 and winning it back in 2013 he don't count because you know he went away but maybe like kane or undertaker when undertaker lost in 92 didn't get the belt back until 97 you know it's gonna be a great distance we're talking a nine-year difference if miz wins the championship before 2020 is up actually yeah 2020 is up be nine years almost 10 years if he goes into next year with the briefcase so yeah somebody let me know will this be the longest in the modern day uh will this be the longest in between reigns um in the modern day and you can just describe modern day however you feel like it but miz is definitely somebody who is money in the bank material definitely somebody I'm excited to see with the briefcase, but I do think he'll cash in on a face. I don't see him doing that on Randy Orton. I mean, history could repeat himself, repeat itself. You know, he, it was November 2010 when he cashed in, uh, the night after the survivor series, when he cashed in on Orton. So Orton has the title again, who knows he could do it tonight. But ladies and gentlemen, let me know what did you think of WWE Hell in the Cell. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Congratulations to Sasha Banks winning the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Becoming the, I believe, third Grand Slam champion. Maybe she's the, was it her? Yeah, I think she's the third. Or second, second. Well, her and Bailey. Oh, Asuka. Yeah. So, um, so third Grand Slam Women's champion i mean well deserved she is a hall of famer oh i gotta bring this up i saw somebody say on twitter that they was this generation's sasha um trisha leader and i said i think they're better quite frankly the reason why i think they are better is because trisha leader were good they set the precedent right but sasha and bailey really came into an era where it was about new um it was about they had a different standard right they had a different standard compared to trisha leader and this is no disrespect to trisha leader by any means but they had to go out there and 
really, really do things like compared to the men. Trisha Lita, they was just setting the precedent. And they was just the women were okay. The women are main eventing, and they their rivalry started, you know, as valets. And Trish wasn't necessarily a wrestler. Sasha and Bailey started as wrestlers, started off at NXT, then had to outdo themselves because that match at NXT was the match of the night. Let's not act like any of Trish and Lita's matches were match of the night. By no disrespect, let's not act like that. However, Sasha and Bailey match of the night at Hell in a Cell, match of the night at takeover and match of the night at the NXT when they had the Iron Man match. So this rivalry and then for what they did, you know, bringing the tag team championships back after they had been gone for decades, bringing the tag team championships back, winning them again, both having the raw SmackDown and the tag team titles at once. That's the best tandem in women's wrestling, maybe, and see, it's kind of hard because Charlotte Flair is obviously, you know, in a league too, and you could dare say a league of her own. You know, quite frankly, the four horsewomen of the WWE are, they're just at the top tiers. Everybody's measured to them in one way, shape, or form. If you want to be somebody who's just a great, pure wrestler, you're measured to Bailey. If you want to be the superstar crossover, you're measured to Charlotte. If you want to be the boss, but who can also mix it in the ring and sell for your opponent, make your opponent look good, you measure it up to Sasha. And if you want to be that in-your-face brawler, you measure it up to uh, Becky Lynch. So the, whore, the four horsewomen are in a league they are the league, bottom line. So that's what I say. Sasha and Bailey, it's all them, man. And quite frankly, I cannot wait. Tell you, I can't wait till Charlotte Flair gets back because I would love to see her and Sasha have, uh, have another run. I want to see Charlotte beat her, but I want to see like I want to see that rivalry going again. It was good then, but let's not act like both women aren't better now. So, folks, that'll do it for this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know what you think about WWE Hell in a Cell. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So long, everybody.